What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? Are you ready? This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we take you through the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From NXT to Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspective, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in the world of wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean McChesney and CJ Palmasano. Alright, let's get to it. Episode number 24. Hey, Matt, if you know what's funny, 24. Let me hear it. 25 <laughs> of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Sean McChesney. CJ Palmasano. We're your hosts. lot to get to, CJ. What a crazy weekend. What a weekend. What a weekend WrestleMania was. Uh, NXT TakeOver New York. G1, G1 Supercard. Supercard. A lot of wrestling. A lot of fantastic wrestling. And, you know, we have a planned, you know, opening segment. But before we even get to that. We had the discussion of, you know, was WrestleMania going to hit out of the park? Was it going to be boring or whatever? I would say overall, a phenomenal job. I would say, yeah, uh, much better than the past few WrestleManias we have experienced. Right. The How long the show dragged out and the way how some of the main events ended. Um, I would say with this one, it was one of the better paced manias with how long they're doing it. And, um, with, I mean, with Becky... How uh, she won the title. I mean, it kind of put a sour taste in people's mouth. I know it did for me, like when it initially happened. I had a few days but, to think about but, it. But after a while, I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Thinking about the card as a whole, it was a great show. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we'll get to that and we'll get to Def- the- Definitely one of the better manias we've seen in very Absolutely. Long time. We'll get to Mania a little later on. We will get to the NJ Transit situation after MetLife later. I got a few things to say about that. It's a good thing. I, I drove. I was going to say, because I left you at that point. You don't know our story. I'm going to tell it on the air. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard this story we're yet. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to review G1 Supercard. You were there live Saturday night. We're going to review NXT TakeOver New York from Friday. I thought, like you predicted, show of the weekend without question. Um, mm-hmm. We are going to touch on Raw and SmackDown a little bit of this week. Not too much. More of a preview for the shakeup next week. That's a really strange thing, too, because usually those Raw and SmackDowns are incredible. Well, the thing is with you bring that up, you have a lot of NXT call-ups. You already had them. Yeah, I think that's, Ricochet, the, I think that's, Black, I think that's the reason why. You already had your call-ups. Because if you notice in the promo for the shakeup, you have everybody on SmackDown, everybody on Raw, and then yep. all the NXT call-ups are like in the middle. Exactly. So I think they're finally going to get their own brands. Right. Uh, this, will, this might be the year that we see people just go back to NXT, and it, it'll benefit some of them, absolutely. Um, we'll touch on that. We will get to some backstage drama 
from over the weekend in the WWE leading into today a with certain the female superstar superstars as of today um, we'll are unhappy are very unhappy um, want to leave exactly and uh, a lot of reasons behind that we'll get into that a little bit later we will hit on some a little bit of indie news a little bit later on but CJ like we said we were going to recap everything we promised we were going to recap everything this week as best as we could and we are we will start with show number one NXT TakeOver New York. Show of the weekend. Show of the weekend. As you predicted, I was mad you and I weren't there. Oh, I watched me. the whole thing Dude, when I was, was at work. It was so much better than, than New Orleans. I mean, it's neck and neck how good they are. I thought and, it was better. And seeing, seeing the show start to finish, I'm just like, Damn it, I wish I was there. I watched the whole thing at work start to finish, uh, and I was really mad that you didn't get to watch it live because I was like, CJ, 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 you need to watch this show. It's not my fault. I, I know. It's not my fault. I, I couldn't understand. see it live. Uh, but, you know, again, every match start to finish. I thought the placement was good. Um, you know, I don't think there was a bad match, but I want to get to the match that we want to talk about, a match that made NXT history. And I tweeted this after it happened. I said, greatest NXT takeover in history, greatest NXT card in history, greatest NXT. Team main event in history and the greatest NXT match in history. Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, two out of three falls. CJ, that was the greatest WWE NXT match I've ever seen. Period. I can't really argue with you other than maybe Gargano and Champa won. Maybe. I, I, and this one had, to, but you see, ahead, this ahead. one had more drama. Also, the fact that it was on about three, four weeks notice, mm -hmm. and for a three to four week angle where we have been building one year for the finale of Tommaso and Johnny for the NXT Championship in Brooklyn. So the fact that that gets cut out with about three and a half weeks to go, and we get Adam Cole and Johnny, they had about three and a half weeks to put the program together. Not a lot of time, especially with two guys that not say aren't familiar. One another they faced in the Indies before, but. You know, to main event NXT Takeover New York, you're thinking to yourself, can they really pull this off? Meltzer gave him five and a half stars. I for that think match. the thing is, is that yes, we all would have wanted to see the Champa Gargano story end with Johnny beating Champa for the title at uh, Takeover New York. That's what we all wanted, right? But I think the thing is, when Champa got hurt, as as sad as it was, and we talked about much how much we were bummed out about it. It was a blessing in disguise for Adam Cole. Baby. Because had Adam Cole not been on that card, the Undisputed Era would not have been featured right. on this takeover, which Absolutely. which is mind-blowing. Right. The fact that nobody from that group is being featured. I mean, even when Adam Cole wasn't Bebe. featured... All right, you got to stop. <laughs> I know when, when someone says Adam Cole, you want to say Bebe, but... It, Come on. This is not 15,000 people saying it in the mic. Yeah. Anyway. You may continue. So, um, because he, even the takeover prior to this one the in Phoenix, the only guys from Undisputed Era that were in a match were Strong and O'Reilly for right. the tag titles. Cole wasn't a part of the show. Adam Cole didn't come out until the end. Yeah, he, he was. He was. Match. He was. Yeah, he was at a, a dark segment with with the with those right, guys. Right as soon involved. as the pay per view went off the air. Yeah, but he didn't have a match. And right. even in Takeover Chicago, he was featured on the card but as he, the as the as, champion as North American champion, North American champion. But he didn't defend the title. He right. just came down to the ring with Strong and O'Reilly. So it was very. It would have been very strange not seeing any of those guys on the card. So. Also, we all knew that the story was probably... Good. We knew for sure that the story would have ended with Champ and Gargano, with Gargano finally winning the title. Mm -hmm. With Adam Cole into the picture, 
it makes it more unpredictable. Right. And that makes wrestling more fun. When you don't know, you really don't have an idea of what's going to happen. That's what makes wrestling more fun. Absolutely. And, I mean, those guys, Corn and Meltzer, they broke the star rating. In his opinion, it's the best WWE match that's ever happened. Well, the last one in WWE, they got five. WWE, I should say, was Cena Main and roster. Punk Main in roster. 2011. Because WWE has only had a handful of five-star matches. Right. I mean, Normally, only, NXT gets a lot of The them. only ones I can think of right now are Gargano, Champa, and then Punk and Cena. And right. now this five-and-a-half-star one. Which first one with, ever. With the first WWE in match WWE. to break the star rating. Uh, with Gargano and Cole, right. and whether someone thinks it is or it isn't, that's up to you. That's your opinion. Um, to me, it is neck and neck with the first Gargano Champa match yeah. at last year in New Orleans. I think what made it interesting about this one, like the one point I brought up before about how in three weeks they turned this into a must-see main event within minutes, but the involvement of the undisputed era, as you just mentioned, you know. Gargano about to win the championship and for a while you thought this was going to end one-on-one and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden here comes Roderick Strong here comes O'Reilly here comes Fish and I mean the amount of times sorry that Gargano kicked out that's the thing and you know what and I brought it up with a friend of mine the other day about how you can make Cole a prominent heel if you have a series of matches here and how you do that is heavy involvement with the Undisputed Era. I'll give you the example. Mm. Adam Cole arguably was getting cheered louder than Gargano in the beginning of the match. Would you agree? Absolutely. I was literally just thinking that. The end of the night he was but getting booed. He was getting booed. I and was why? literally thinking the same exact thing. And why? The same exact point. And Mauro said it, not like this, not like this. And when Gargano kicked out and kicked out and kicked out, all of a sudden, that crowd was take over New Orleans all over again. And that's the thing with the Undisputed Era. I've listened to all those guys on Edge and Christian's podcast, and they all pretty much said the same thing about the group. Yeah, they're the cool heels, and people like to cheer for them. And but every- they're heels. They're, and everyone loves to go Adam Cole, baby. Uh, you know, it's... They truly believe that once they get... like, And they should believe it because it's true. Once they get in the ring, they can get heat and they can make yep. their uh, their babyface opponent get sh- uh, a positive reaction especially i mean towards the end of the match you know it w- it was kind of split towards the beginning when the beginning with gargano and cole you could say it was 60 40 but cole was getting cheered louder yeah for sure uh but towards the end of the match yeah people that was 100 percent pe- johnny people were like they yep. wanted gargano to win yeah because when the when the era got involved and continued to get involved and then you had johnny take out the air and you're like oh no no not like this because normally when that happens the heel takes advantage once the championship yeah. cole did that you thought it was over gargano kicks out again and you're sitting there you're watching and you're thinking to yourself this is it it's gonna happen tonight and all of a sudden he puts him in the gargano escape cole taps out play i'm surprised there's still a roof on the barkley center and the nets got to get ready for a playoff series in a couple of days to get back to the barkley center they might not have a roof to play under at the barkley <laughs> center when it's all said and done I bravo mean, to Cole, i mean that Cole was Gargano. i said it was going to be the match of the weekend and it's still to me and to a lot of people to me as well was the match of the weekend um where this leads the Undisputed Era, because I saw a dot-com video where there's tension brewing between Cole and Fish, O'Reilly and Strong. and Well, re- the, the lead suspect, as I told you the other day, was Strong. Well, the thing was, it was it's strange how Adam Cole was going after Roderick Strong when Fish and O'Reilly were the ones who hit the finisher and, right. then Cole and Gargano kicked out. Um, I don't know what it is. I've read in recent... Uh, NXT uh, taping spoilers, so uh, if you don't want to hear this, just skip ahead uh, a few minutes. 
the thing is that apparently they're teasing uh, a split with uh, Roderick Strong. Right, and you and I had this conversation the other day. If there's going to be a split, don't separate the group. Just get rid of somebody. I mean, somebody. I don't want any of those guys to leave. Right. None of them, because... I thought Roderick I... Strong really completed the puzzle when he turned yes, heel and joined. absolutely, and Strong joining is one of my favorite moments for the group. Right, and then when Fish came back right before War Games, that and was then, when we were like... I know. Cole's winning the NXT Th- title. And that's, that's the thing. Like, every time a new thing comes with those guys, I feel like they're just kind of getting started. And even still, I feel like they're still kind of just getting started. And they this is almost three they, years later. They've only, they've only... Or two years later. Uh, it'll be three years in August. So, but like two and a half as the group as a whole. No, it'll be two years in August. Oh, it'll be two years? Because remember last year it was Adam Cole's one year when he oh, defended yeah, yeah, the title. Be, so it'll be two years. Okay. But still, like you said, almost two years in and it's like they just had, they haven't even got started It's been yet. a year since Strong has been in the group. So I think that if I had to choose, I'd rather have Roderick Strong leave than the whole group split up. Because right. on, But honestly, the whole group, including Strong, should go up together. But, um... We'll see how things go. There's tension brewing. I don't know. Maybe they're... I, I, get, I think they're just kind of teasing things. Yeah. Knowing... I mean, me personally, I'll keep them all together, but maybe Triple H sees something in Roderick Strong and maybe Undisputed Era was something that he could join and then eventually, ju- you know, go back out on his own. Right. Because Roderick Strong is great in the ring. It's just the one thing he was lacking as a babyface was a, a true character. Right, now he has it. And he has it thanks to the Undisputed Era. Right. But uh, moving on with TakeOver, uh, another match that was really great, um, another one of my favorite matches of the weekend was uh, Walter and Pete Dunne. That match was incredible. I mean, Walter showed up to work. <laughs> I mean, I, sh- I told, I said last week that for those of you who aren't familiar with Walter, you know, you're, you're going to see what he can just do. Just turn on the network. J- just turn on, I mean, yeah, turn on the network. This dude, he hits hard. A big dude. Do you see he, the welts on Pete Dunn's chest? I know. Jesus. I think I would have been down after one, and those two went 30 minutes. Those guys put on a hell of a match. Uh, Pete Dunn had a great uh, North America, uh, sorry, uh, United Kingdom championship reign. The best championship reign in the modern era, period, anywhere. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He had a great title reign. He had great matches. Um, and I, th- I thought he would get called up on Raw or SmackDown this week. Uh, he still could come up with a shakeup. We don't know yet. But right. maybe this is a thing where he transitions to regular NXT. Uh, I don't know if he'll still be in NXT UK. I'm sure they'll want to use him because well, he was a... I feel like he's the face of that They brand. did have a one of the backstage interviews with him and the only thing he said was there will be a rematch and he walked away. So Maybe for the next UK takeover? Probably the next UK takeover. Or, my, or TV taping. Either that, my prediction is the next UK takeover will be his last match. And then he'll go up. You know, he might go up in the shakeup and he might do the back and forth. But his last NXT match, I think, will be at the next UK takeover. Yeah. If that's coming up. If a UK takeover is in the cards. Right. If not, then they it'll could, probably could, be the weekend of Money in the Bank. If there is a takeover, because I'm not I sure. I believe there is. I'm not sure if there's one scheduled. Well, I have to look at that. It's either the weekend of Money in the Bank, or they have a pay-per-view in Chicago coming up. It's one or the other. Yeah. I'd have to look at that again, because yeah. I don't have it in front of me. Anyway, you may continue. Yeah, that match was great. I was surprised that uh, Walter, won, Walter won with the, with a splash from the top rope. Um, he also has, a, I believe, a sleeper submission yeah. as one of his finishers. But, um, you know... Walter will be, I mean, he'll be dominant. He'll hold the title for a long time. I, I say I could see a year reign yeah, in this. Could be hold for about a year. Let him run with the title because he's great. Could you see him challenging Pete Dunn's reign in the first shot? 
Or do you think that's kind of just obvious that they would do that? I think that would not obvious, but I think the thing is the reason why Pete Dunn's title don't repeat steps. Yeah, don't repeat steps. But I think the big reason why he held the title for so long is because they were still working out what they were going to do with these UK guys. Right. I think it's a big reason why he's holding on to the title. And um, I mean, he would go to indie shows all the time as the champion. Um, but honestly, I think the I could see Walter holding it for about a year. I say there's about if, a year in the works here. About a year. I mean, I don't see him beating Pete Dunne's title reign. I really don't see anybody beating that title reign for a long time to come. Right. Um, I mean, the rest of the takeover card was was great. You had uh, the fa- women's fatal four way. I mean, not bad. I, I'm shocked that Shayna Baszler is still the champion. Yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do with her. And, there, um, and again, more spoilers. If you don't want to hear it, skip ahead. She's still the champion after a few tapings. Kyrie Sane is going to the main roster, most likely. Most likely. She yes. said her goodbyes in NXT because there was a title match where she lost. She'd never get a shot at the NXT title again. She yeah, but lost. Io Shirai got involved. She got involved in the match and. Caused this qualification victory for Shayna Baszler, so there may be some tension between the sky. Maybe pirates. tension, but all I know is she did take a bow, and it, it's speculation of is that it? Yeah, um, we'll we'll see and come to that bridge when we cross to it. The only uh, thing I know is Rick, WrestleMania 36, and we talked about this in Tampa Bay. If she doesn't come out of that giant pirate yeah, ship that's at the stadium. <laughs> I feel, then I they mean, have I feel failed. like it was made for her. Then they have failed. Yeah, she, considering they built the stadium 20 years ago, CJ, it was they knew this was coming. <laughs> I want to see Oscar uh, and. Kyrie Sane next year for women's championship, whatever wherever they are on the card, just have Kyrie Sane come out of that pirate ship. Yeah, the the and only reason that uh, that they haven't hosted a WrestleMania yet is because they wanted someone to come out of the pirate ship. Now they have a reason, and bam, WrestleMania have, Tampa Bay. Someone. There you go. I mean, they couldn't, get, they couldn't get back Paul Burchill. We got Kyrie Sane. <laughs> so, so, um, and then you know Ricochet and Alistair Black had a great match with the War Raiders. They said their goodbyes. Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle had a very good match, which I'm watching Matt Riddle in this match, and I'm thinking to myself, man. He was dominant. He was, he was dom- dominant. But look how, you see how pissed he was getting in the match? He, he'll, I can't I thought wait. he was turning heel at the end. I can't wait for him to turn heel and for him to turn it up when he turns heel. I think, I like, will, I said it when we did our predictions, um, and I said, Velveteen Dream's going to win this match. You're going to set up a series of matches. You can expect a... Matt Riddle heel turn here and again like you said the more that match went on the more aggravated he got the more angry he got and then when he finally lost you thought he's gonna beat the crap out of uh, Velveteen maybe. Dream right in front just, of 18,000 people but he calmed himself down he gave him a fist bump but or again the I think they're bump. leading towards the eventual heel turn Matt Riddle will win the championship at one point but I do think they're waiting for um, the Velveteen Dream call up to come in the summer but, yeah, yeah. Because I still think he has more to offer that North America Championship. And again, if they can make this rivalry interesting, not saying they'll main event a takeover, but they'll be in consideration if they can really drive this thing home. We'll see how things go. I mean, uh, other than that, I think we hit up on, on the takeover matches. Just that Gargano and, and Cole it was, yeah, stole, still the, stole my favorite stole, match. Stole the weekend. It, re- it really weekend. got me when uh, when Candice came into the ring. Mm-hmm. He went into the to crowd to see his family. But what we haven't mentioned yet, and we'll mention it very quickly, was Champa completely turning face, coming out. I mean, and, if he didn't turn face already, yeah, exactly. But this, that was the confirmation. But the funniest was Johnny just looked in the crowd, going, "He's behind me, isn't he?" <laughs> and he just turned around. And he just gave him a hug. You know, it just it ended everything. Now I'll ask you this, because the timetable of Champa's return is so. 
not not I shouldn't say unexpected. It's it's up in the air. It's six months to fourteen months. We have an idea. We, we have an idea. But we don't know when he's gonna come if, back. If all goes perfectly and it already has started that way because the surgery went perfect, he could be back in six months. Or WWE could be cautious. He could be back in close to a year. Do we have this one final match at NXT just to decide who's better, or is it over? Depending on how long they want Gargano to hold on to the title. Uh, and depending how soon Champa can get better, I would say if Gargano has a decent title reign, a long enough title reign where Champa comes back, I would say yes, have one more match between these guys. It would kind of be more of an exhibition rather than a It'll be the Cruiserweight Classic match. I mean, it'll be longer than that. Well, no, I mean, it'll be like those circumstances, but face he, versus face, let's yeah, find out Yeah, but even better. still in that match, Champa was hitting on all cylinders and was like acting like a heel, even though he wasn't Oh, that was the, the night time. that, number one, we knew that DIY was going to split before they were even really anything. And number two, that was when we found out how good Tommaso Champa really was. I mean, that's For those when, who didn't know it already. That's when people kind of got invested in the feud. Because like, when I saw that match, I was like, oh my God, these guys could make a lot, like a great program. And they did. Together. And they against, did. Like against each other. But, um, because like we, like we mentioned a million times before, if they end this story on Raw and SmackDown, it's not going to end well. It has to be done in NXT. I'll say, for these circumstances, like I said, I'll say that if Gargano's title reign is long enough, and if uh, he has a title reign as long as... For as long as Champa is hurt uh, or recovering, and when he comes back, and Ch- Johnny's still the, still the champion, and Champa comes back, then yeah, let him have one more match. But it all depends on what they want to do. Uh, all depends uh, on Adam Cole as well. What does Cole have to do with it? Well, Cole, could you think of it this way? They're going to have a series of matches. I said it on the predictions. I think Cole's going to beat Johnny for the championship. I just don't know when. Okay. I'm thinking timetable SummerSlam weekend. If the return isn't going to happen for close to a year, 14 months, I think it's over now. Because I, I think it's more likely that Gargano would have a match with Champa for the championship. I agree. That's what's leading to this be- conversation. Because Champa never lost a title and he won a rematch. If John, I mean, they could still do one with out the championship at NXT, but the thing is, who's to say Gargano won't get called up after he drops the title to whoever it may right. be? Right, and maybe Champa comes back to NXT, maybe has one final match against Adam Cole, and then he goes up as well. Which I wouldn't mind that because we never really got to see Champa and Cole go at it. Right, and Champa will be coming back as a babyface anyway. Right. It's an interesting theory, and and again, like when you mentioned, what does Cole have to do with it? I think he has everything to do with it, depending on what they want to do with this rivalry with Gargano. Are they going to put the belt on him? Are they going to make the era look like the best faction in the history of pro wrestling, which they have the opportunity to do it now? It's just a matter of you wait a few months, you know, you let this Johnny uh, title reign simmer down a little bit. He could drop it in Toronto, SummerSlam weekend, and then you can have Cole hang on to it for a while unless they want Johnny to win it back by the Royal Rumble and maybe you set up in Tampa the rematch between Champa and Gargano one final match and then they both go up after or one of them goes up after that and the other one's not far behind mm, we'll see uh, moving on from NXT uh, the following night G1 Supercard did you think I was going to see the Hall of Fame no no you know, we're not going to talk about the Brad Hart thing. I really we, don't want to. We all know what happened with the Brad Hart thing. We all know thing. what happened. It was disgusting. The guy's a, a piece of crap for doing what he did. And I mean, it, Brad Hart's okay. Jamie Man, Man, Travis Brown, and Dash Wilder all got in there, and then Dash got the It KO was punch. easily 20 on one within a second. I don't know yeah. what he was expecting. Although, I did quickly, though, while we were on it, I did hear a report that Vince McMahon is thinking about barring all fans from the Hall of Fame going forward, which really? I think is a very stupid idea. Just put them back on the stage because they won't get to the stage. Period. 
Yeah, maybe that's how this guy saw. And the only reason that that setup took place was because Takeover was the night before. They're not gonna, you know, dissemble the ring and then put it back for Raw. It's the only reason the setup was the way it was. Yeah, but I, but but that setup was a big reason what happened took place. Anyway, but 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 let's not give this guy. Bret Hart exactly. Bret Hart's okay. Natty's okay. You got the crap kicked out of him before he went to jail, and it was all fine. Anyway, to the Moving other side of New York City, where I was at, I was there live in attendance. And I gotta say, what a show! Uh, this was one of those shows that I don't know how New Japan and really New Japan does it, but they can book a five-hour show and really make you feel still excited, invested, yeah. ready to go. Um, did the show go by quick, or did you feel all five hours? No, it went by pretty quick. Yeah, really quick. Um, it's like as many I felt all ten. We we, we got to uh, MSG. And we got in time for the honor honor battle royal that already started. Um, a big surprise, and I didn't know it at first. And if, for those of you who did know and want to crucify me, go right ahead. I I'm not too keen on older Japanese wrestling history, but uh, the Great Muda, the Great Muda showed up, and people were going, you know, holy s word. Yeah, uh, going nuts, and it took me a minute to realize. Thought he retired ten years ago. Well, I think they just did it for this reason. Eh, most bring, likely, bring him back for one more match. Yeah, probably. Because you had Muda, Liger, and Haku, all in the same ring, right, in, in Madison Square Garden. Haku's wrestling MSG. I don't know if Liger ever did, but now Muda got to. I again, I don't know if Muda had ever done it or not. But I think there was just a big thing. They don't have to do too many spot, uh, too many crazy, dangerous stuff, and it was it got a great reaction from the crowd. Um, some of my favorite matches from this uh, from this show. Excuse me, Will Ospreay and Jeff Cobb, great opener. Jeff Cobb won, which I was shocked by. But again, maybe this is leading to Osprey. I think a lot of this is leading to, to a series title. of matches, and that too. Also, you have you probably have Osprey go up to the heavyweight division after this. I think the, I think the never open weight title was a way to transition him there and I think now he to kind of test him yeah and I think he's more of a full-fledged heavyweight now right um so good on Jeff Cobb it means you know New Japan has some stock in him and Ring of Honor have stock in him so and Jeff Cobb's great right he, he really is great uh we also had uh I'm trying to, I'm trying to go in order here but I'm probably not gonna be able to oh and a ama- like unbelievably a squash match the on Dong this Castle match we we pr- we pronounced his name wrong, Roosh, not Rush, but I think because I don't know, I think it's a Hispanic way to say it. Because wrestling, yeah, because wrestling. Anyway, <laughs> uh, member of the Los Ingobernables, uh, uh, I almost said the Alpone, Los Ingobernables uh, faction came in and faced Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle, his entrance was <laughs> longer, longer than the match. Longer than the match. Was it the Undertaker? <laughs> but it was a pretty, but it was a pretty badass entrance. He had like extra boys with him. Um, and the cool thing about where I was sitting is that I saw... Where were you I, sitting? I was sitting in like 145. We That's were, an awesome we section. Were right, we were right next to the seats. I mean, sorry, right next to the stage. You were next to seats. <laughs> yes, I was. 18,000 to be exact. Um, there was a limited view after they got past a certain point, but we got a great view of the ring, gr- perfect view of them coming out, out from the ramp. And then after wrestlers were done... They came over to the side where we were underneath to get backstage, which was pretty cool, too. So, uh, I mean, Dalton Castle got squashed by Roosh. He he hit, like, three missile drop kicks into the corner and then 
pinned him. It was shocking, and to say the least. And after the match, the boys tried to cheer up Dalton, and you know, apparently, one thing is like, like Dalton likes to sit on one of them on the other's back. Uh, and then he just attacked them and turned heel. Yeah, that shocked me. Uh, it's interesting what they're going to see, what they're going to do with him for a while, because I feel like Dalton Castle, I guess, was kind of getting stale in his character. Yeah, I mean, not that I think he is, but maybe they just want to change things up before right. before it could get to that point, because he's kind of doing the same thing for a long time now. But I'm very interested to see what they do with him. Yeah, they change, honestly, a heel turn is kind of interesting with him because you know what? His Ring of Honor World Title reign, not saying it was bad, but it needed a little bit more something. I feel like maybe you put him in an angle now with, well, actually, no, not even Jay Lethal because Matt Taven's the champion. But if you start putting him in like contention matches or you put him in a you rivalry could, with Jay Lethal, it could actually end up could, being you something good. You could put good. him in a rivalry with like Jeff Cobb or something. Cause yeah. I mean, because I think Jeff Cobb leans more on the babyface side. Yeah. Um,. But again, in Ring of Honor and Indies, you know, doesn't who, matter who's a heel, who's a babyface, honestly. But anyway, there's only a select few that choose a side. Yeah. Moving on, I'm going to skip forward over to the multi-man Fatal Four Way Tag Team Title Match for the IWGP uh, Tag yes. Titles and the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles. We had God, Tama Tonga, and Tongaloa of, of Bullet Club Girls of Destiny, the Briscoes, Mark and Jay, uh, Evil and Sonata of Los Ingobernables de Japón, and uh, PCO and Brody King of Villain Enterprises. Which for PCO it took him forever with his entrance because he they had a Frankenstein chair because oh, he's kind of supposed to be like Frankenstein's monster, right? Being rebirthed <laughs> and it was this new indie career because he was one of the Mounties originally, right? But now, but to his credit, PCO is awesome. He was awesome. He was the star of this match, I believe, right? Um, but the one thing was that people were more talking about not with what the with the not with, with, the, match. with the winners. Because the winners of the match were G.O.D. They won right. the IWGP. They were talking about the ending. The, the, which was not aired. The IWGP well, tag. Let, let's transition in. Let me ask you a question. So, obviously, for those who don't know, Enzo and Cass invaded, and I'd say quote-unquote, because who really knows, G1 Supercard, Bully, and, and like you said, you were there, the, Bully the, Ray the, came the, out. The Briscoes came and attacked Briscoes them. Came and Bully attacked Ray them. came in. There is a closer view of the video, and I've I saw it. I've seen a bunch it, of angles. It, it looked... I mean, looking back now, it's a work. Right. But because me, apparently they have signed to Ring of Honor. Well, let me ask you this. You were there. When did you realize that, or when did you first see that there was something going on at ringside, and when did you realize, oh my God, that's Enzo and Cass? What I realized was when, like, this blonde hair was, like, I don't know, like, moving around. At first I thought it was Sonata, because Sonata has, like, long hair, and he kind of spikes it up really long. Right. He has blonde streaks in his hair. At first, I thought there was a brawl afterwards, and there was like, and I thought it was Sonata, but I realized, is that Enzo? And then I shouted, "That's Enzo!" And then the crowd proceeded to chant, "F you, Enzo!" But they didn't say "F." Yeah. So I see Enzo's there. Now, was and Enzo then, at and ringside Cass, first? Enzo was the first person I saw. Okay. They kind of showed up out of nowhere, and. Cass was there, like he's he's kind of putting one of the Briscoes in a chokehold. Because the video I saw, Cass was quickly on the floor by Bully Ray. Yeah, they were getting the it's not they were getting the crap kicked out. Yeah, of him. getting the crap kicked out of him, and you know because here's the thing, 
they didn't broadcast it because where I was sitting, I could see the monitor behind the Japanese commentary team. Right. And the main focus on the broadcast was G.O.D. winning the match, but Yano stealing the IWGP heavyweight tag titles. And Ta- uh, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa are looking pissed. But that's not what everybody's ta- looking at. But they were the a- they were airing that while everything was going on, on the floor to make it look like you know this was shoot right like nothing's going on because Enzo you know he he broke into not broke in right. but, but he, you can clearly see on TV series. every fan not paying attention to what's going on you in can the clearly ring. tell there's something going on right so another reason I was leaning back and forth is the word this a shoot was the fact that it took them so long to get Enzo and Cass. Out of there, right? You mean like security? Yes, yeah, security. It took them way too long. See, I'm like, Enzo got out in like less than a minute when they found out that he was trying to hijack Survivor Series. Right. The fact that the that security was taking way too long for, in the Staples yeah. Center, might I add? Yeah, and this is Madison Square Garden. It's highly a, secured. Highly, highly secured. So this was a total work. Right. Enzo and in Cass, a very protected area. Yeah. Enzo and Cass looks like they have signed to Ring of Honor. Right. Because. I don't know if it was you or the, my buddy that I went with. Uh, shout out to my boy Chris Reyes. Um, he's, you know, if they went to New Japan, I'm like, listen, Cass and Enzo are not, they don't have the work rate for New right. Japan. Nothing against. Ring of Honor would make sense. Ring of Honor makes more sense. And not that I didn't like Cass and Enzo when they were together. It's just the work rate for New Japan Pro Wrestling is very difficult. Right. And Enzo Amore could hardly wrestle as it was. Right. <laughs> the only reason I want to see Enzo go to New Japan is to see Enzo's got a is, great is to see Enzo's um, got a great mouth and he's great on the mic. It's to see Minoru Suzuki beat the crap out of him. That's the right. only reason because Suzuki would actually beat the living crap out of him. Well, but, you think they might show up at a Wrestle Kingdom next year? You never know. Nah, I wouldn't want to see that. No, but they they might because a lot of them do. But again, you know, we'll we'll get to that when the time comes. But, but look, yeah. But now he's uh, Enzo, which Enzo Enzo, uh, and Cass is now big. He spells it C A S X L. Yeah. Caxkel? Something I, like that. I don't even know how to pronounce it. They'll always be Enzo or, and Cass. Or they just or it's just or it's just silent. Yeah, I mean it, it was interesting when I found out what was going on because at first I did think that uh it might be a shoot, but then I realized quickly where the hell is security? Like we said, it's Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. highly secured, very protected, the middle of New York City. And again, when Enzo tried to invade Survivor Series, he was out in five minutes, right? How can you, if you're going to try to make that look like a shoot, why is it Bully Ray and the Briscoes beating the crap out of these two for 20 minutes before somebody finally came out and did something? I think that's the thing, to kind of make dispense, uh, you know, make the fans believe whether or not it's it's real or it's, it's fake and, you know. I mean, if you want to know if Bully Ray's punches were real on Big Cass, the answer is yes. <laughs> At least it was back. But anyway, yeah, so it looks like Cass and Enzo are signed to Ring of Honor. And we'll, we'll see, see how, where that goes. We'll see how things are moving forward. Anyway, moving uh, forward. Moving forward throughout the night. I'm just going to try and remember some of the other matches that I really liked. Zack Sabre Jr. and Hiroshi Tanahashi had a really great match. Uh, I think Tanahashi may have suffered an injury during the match. Right. Um, but maybe my favorite match of the night, Kota Ibushi and Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. As you predicted. Oh, my CJ, you've been God. spot on with the picks except for some of the winners and losers, but overall in the matches, you've been dead on. We, we, well, I mean, we both picked Ibushi, but I just realized what oh, you I'm said. I'm talking about all three shows overall. I know, but anyway, 
Oh my god, this might have been best match of the night. Yeah, it was between because honestly, the last three matches of the night were my favorites of the entire show. I mean, just Ibushi just hitting hard, and Naito kind of being Naito, kind of being tranquilo, and just kind of like not really giving a crap at all. The match just kept building and building, and so it started slow but quickly got faster because because the way Naito's character is is that. He's tranquilo. He's he's chill. He's he took he walked down to the ring with a suit. He took his time taking his suit off. Uh, I mean, the crowd was very split. It was very split because uh, both these guys chant eventually started happening because of how yeah. insane the moves they were doing. Cody Bushi eventually came out as the winner, and I was really hoping that Ibushi would come out as the winner. And I think Naito will probably move on to the heavyweight uh, title. But even if Naito retained, I would have loved to see Ibushi go after the heavyweight title. You couldn't go wrong with either one of these guys. No, and absolutely. It was a big match for uh, for a big Both show. Both of them to win made sense. And, and like you and I said when we did the predictions, that was one of the harder ones for that card to it's do. Toss up. Just because, again, either one needed it. Either one could have benefited from the loss. It really didn't matter who went over and who didn't. It might have been a coin flip backstage. We don't know. It could have been. Gato, Gato could have literally just put the coin and go, Oh, Bushi, you go over, yeah, man. Because, again, the loser would benefit from it going to the heavyweight division anyway. That's kind of how things are done. Exactly. Next, uh, second to last match of the night triple threat. That was a ladder shocker. match between Jay Lethal, Marty Skrull, and Matt Taven. That confirmed one thing Skrull to AEW as soon as the contract's up. Yeah, for sure. I mean,. Which is a shame I, because he, if there was one thing that he should have done before he left, that was, would have been the world champion. I know it's 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 a shame for Marty, but I don't know if I don't know how he feels personally. I think obviously he would have loved to won the world title in Madison Square Garden, right? But I it, just think it, they see a lot makes, of big things for Matt Taven. But I think it makes sense Matt Taven winning the match because he's going to be around. Yep, there are no he's under contract. He's under contract. There are no reports of Matt Taven to AEW or Matt Taven to WWE. You know, there are no reports of that. And I think Matt Taven, he's he's been in that company for a very long time and right. he hasn't really had his proper due. And I don't think we've seen a real true heel in some in Ring of Honor like Matt Taven in a very long time. I think he yeah. I think he can do great things with the title. I think it's him it, and Jay Leith are gonna have a series of matches and they'll be great. Let him and let him and Jay have a series of matches. You're gonna have let him and Marty have some series of matches too before Marty's on his way out. Right. You know? But once I saw that purple, he had a purple ladder. I'm like, oh, you know. oh no. You know. And then I saw how the ladders were set up with Mar like Marty falls over on one side and Lethal falls over on the other side. It was, like, like, it was like Money in the Bank years ago when Big Show introduced that giant ladder. I was like, all right, either Big Show get, or Kane's get, winning get Money that, in the Bank. Get that out of here. I'm get, just get saying. Get that out of here. No, my point is, like you said, as soon as that purple ladder came out, you were just like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, I'm just. But the match was a whole lot of carnage. Right. Quote JR. But one thing that happened was there were these two ladders that kind of got stuck in between each other. I think one spot was where Lethal was supposed to take one out and try and go for the title. He just throws, like, it's kind of an X. He throws it out of the ring in frustration and he hits a fan. Oh. Or he hits a fan or he almost gets close to hitting a fan. And that's a lawsuit chant started. Uh, that's an excuse. People ran right over to this guy and was making sure, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, his. 
because that guy would sue Ring of Honor. He'd sue New yep. Japan. He'd sue Jay Lethal. He would sue Madison Square Garden. Well, who threw the ladder? Jay or Jay, Marty? Jay Lethal. Oh, I thought you said Marty first. No, okay. Jay Lethal threw the, yeah, threw the ladder. Yeah, that you can't do. You got to be careful, Jay. Yep. Got to be careful. Hope this guy, I mean. Just because you're in a bigger I think, arena doesn't I think, mean. I think by now we would have heard something. There would have been reports by now. There would have been would have happened already. I, you're lucky. The Ring of the, Honor, and everybody your are very lucky. Signs will only go so far in that case. I know, I know. Because there's no excuse for Jay Lethal a face to throw a ladder at a fan. I mean, again, it wasn't purpose. No, no, Purposely. no. And I'm, and I'm not saying that, but my point is, he, the the fan would have had a case on Jay Lethal if he got hurt. That's yeah, my point. For sure. Because again, the first row, anything can happen, but there's no excuse for a wrestler throwing a ladder at you. But that match, whether it's was, on purpose or that not, that match was a whole lot of action. Uh, no run-ins from the kingdom. Uh, from the kingdom. That's surprising, actually. You know, none. They just came out after the match when Taven won. Which now they're all still the six man tag champs, right? No, Mar- oh, they, they lost them. Villain Enterprises hold them. Oh, that's right. Okay, uh, I I can easily see them winning it back. Yeah, seeing how things are, or they win the tag titles. Um, you know, I could see. I mean, G O. I mean, G O D. Eventually, any anybody who won a New Japan title who was in Ring of Honor or vice versa are eventually going to drop. The they, other they're eventually going to have to drop it back to an R O H or New Japan guy. Right. Eventually. Especially uh, for the ones that aren't prominently promoted on Ring of Honor or New Japan, vice versa. Yeah. Um, and the main event of the show, Switchblade Jay White, the IWGP World Champion, and Kazuchika Okada, the Rainmaker, the Challenger. And I literally just thought of this in my head before. Real quickly, I have to give props to the junior heavyweight match, Dragon Lee, Bandito, and Tazushi Mori. Yeah. That was a spot fest that was so much fun. I mean, that was spot after spot after spot after spot, but it but there was nonstop action. Dragon Lee eventually won with walked out with the title. I think that match was only like fifteen minutes. Yeah, and it was so fast. Wow, a lot of fun. Just had to say that real quick. No, okay. Because up until Ibushi and Naito, well, up until the uh, towards the end of the card. So the last three matches. Up until the last three matches. That was my favorite, the, right. the, the junior heavyweight title. And then more matches happened. Yeah, but you knew that those last three were going to hit at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, so going back to Jay White and The reason Okada. they were there to begin with. Okada, huge reaction coming out. Huge reaction. Okada's so over. I mean, you got... He's over no, everywhere. I mean, not, is, not only is it the New York crowd, but you got the WrestleMania weekend crowd. Yep, you, you have, have people, people from, from all over. over the world there. Yep. So oh, they're and I realize wrestling that he's fans. the champ for the fifth time now. Yes. So we were way off. So he is massively, massively over. Right. Especially, again, then, like we said, you have a national crowd there. It's this, not just this New York. Kind of, this kind of shocked me, but then again, it kind of didn't. Jay White comes out and he's getting booed. And I see people in Bullet Club shirts booing him. He's got heat, man. I mean, good on him. Good for him. Leader good, of the Bullet good, Club good, getting booed good on, in New York good City. Good on him. I mean, and he made history. He's the only one to kick out of the Rainmaker. Yes. Nobody in New Japan's history has ever done that. He kicked out of a Rainmaker. One of my favorite spots in the night, it was so simple. I was going to say, people have countered it at least 55,000 times, but when, nobody's ever kicked out of when, it. When Okada went for a Rainmaker, Jay White just plopped on the, on the, on the mat and just, went, and just went, no, 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 and shaking his finger. That made me laugh because it was such a simple, simple move to avoid the Rainmaker. Yep. The last like 15 to 20 minutes of this match was great. Everybody, not a person in the arena 
was sitting down because that's how great this match was, how invested everybody was. I had to say that was the best match of the night. Yeah. Just for that reason alone, that everybody was standing up and nobody was sitting down. Everyone was on the edge, just wondering what was going to happen next. So if you had to put them in, like, like, cause like you mentioned with uh, Abushi and um, Naito, probably the better, I'd say, technical wrestling match, but in regards to the main event, everybody was on the edge of their seat waiting. Yes. So... So you would probably say between those two it was a toss-up, but who would you go with overall who had the better match? I mean, I'd have to throw the Ring of Honor world title match in there too because that was great, but if I'm going between Ibushi and Naito and... I'm going overall oh, feelings, what you think was the best one? Okada and Jay White. Okay. Okay, for, okay fair for enough. That, for that reason alone, at the end, we're like 50, the last 15 to 20 minutes, everybody's standing up and not right. a single person is sitting down. For that reason alone, I had okay. to go with, go with them. Um, Okada, after the air uh, went off the air, they, he cut a promo and speaks very decent English. Yeah. Um, cut a promo. Uh, I mean, it. I said it last week. Solidify. He's now officially solidified as the, as the greatest IWGP World Heavyweight Champion and the greatest Japanese wrestler of all time. I mean, he had to win that match, and we talked about it in the prediction show and the preview show. And sure enough, like we said, he got the best reaction in the garden in that match. Jay White got booed. <laughs> Excuse Other than me. maybe Marty Scurll, Okada. Besides Marty Scurll, exactly. Okada had a great reaction. Uh, it would have only made sense for him to go over in that match. He solidified his legacy. It, it, the only thing that made sense was for him to win that match and close the show at the Garden with him as the champion, solidifying him as a five-time IWGP heavyweight champion. So we said that before. It came true, and the crowd loved it. And again, overall, I thought a great show. You know, when you think about WrestleMania weekend and you think that these companies can compete with the WWE in regards to all right, well, he could put on a better show than you, WrestleMania weekend. I don't know about competing, but I think just, again, providing... Or just saying who's going to have the better show. Maybe the competition that way, but providing an alternative and for fans who didn't want to go to the Hall of Fame and who wanted to see this type of professional wrestling yes. live, you know, you got to see it. And for anybody else who had to go, it was you're very fortunate. I mean, I think TakeOver was a better show, mm -hmm. but this was do, do not let this shy away that this was history being made in right. Madison Square Garden for both these companies. Why don't we shift gears to the finale, WrestleMania at MetLife Stadium. Uh, we were both there live in attendance. I will say mm -hmm. first thing off the bat, I thought it was a phenomenal show. Getting out of the damn parking lot was another show. All right, let's just hear this story. I'm going right to hit now. on this real let's quick because I've, I've right never now. told you the story, and I'm going to go quickly here with this. So so you and I, we part ways at the gate. You know, goodbye, thank you yeah. uh, for the tickets, whatever. Ashley and I drove. Ashley and you drove. So let, well, let me ask you this. How long did it take you to get out of that parking lot? Because obviously 80,000 people are there, so it was going to be a while. It took me... I want to say like maybe 20, 25 minutes. Wow. Okay. Because here's the thing: the, the way the GPS was telling me to, it was telling me to go Route Three West, but I saw Route I saw Route Three East, and I'm like, you know what? I'll take East and I'll find I'm and just do back just, roads. Just 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 do make make, make a U-turn and just go the other way. Because you had to take Ashley home, so I would assume you ended up at 17 at some point. Oh, I was falling asleep on the way home. <sighs> I'm like smacking my face and I had to pull over to a gas station and get like a, like a Monster Energy to, so I can get myself home. Right. Okay, so... I had to be at, I get up at like 6 in the morning. So, I, good I got, for I you. I had three hours of sleep that night. Right, so good for you. Here's our half. story. Um, so... 
what we learned later was the NJ Transit debacle that they thought that the show was going to be over at 10.30, not 12.30. <laughs> and they called out the WWE on that, and WWE responded with a very simple tweet, and they said, just like every other sporting event, we don't advertise an end time. You have an idea that every pay-per-view normally ends at 11, but WrestleMania, we all know, goes longer, right? At, so, least, at least now it does. So we took an Uber... At like 2 o'clock in the afternoon over, we were going to Uber back. So me, Anthony, who we call Stiggy, and our friend Rob, we were very aware it was going to take about 45 minutes to an hour just to get a ride home. We we knew that. So we started seeing like, all right, let's just try order and see what happens. And we get an error message saying, uh, Ubers are not available. Please check back later. No problem. I think it took, because Rob ordered one first. Then I think I ordered one next, and then Stiggy ordered one. It took Stiggy ordering his to realize we were being charged anyway, full price, no. for these Ubers that are $70 at this point. Oh, my God. So you want to know why everyone was stranded here? Because NJ Transit left people stranded. Nobody could get Ubers and lifts home, and everybody was getting charged. And on top of that, it poured. <laughs> Did people get their money back? Well, I found out a few days later that it was just an admission hold, that once the hold cleared, everyone got their money back. I got all my money back. Okay, thank but God. But I spent thank about God. close to $150 for no Ubers. So what happened with NJ Transit, which was causing Uber and Lyft to to shut down because all Uber and Lyfts were either at the stadium trying to pick people up or on Route 3 getting people home so nobody was coming in to get people so mm -hmm. I found out that the reason for that was because NJ Transit was not properly prepared only one train left after the show wow the train that we got on at 2.30am was the second train to show up and they had to order it personally from Penn Station to get people out. So what we did basically, and now this is the part, I think at around 2.15 we started getting scared because we're like, nobody moved. Because we, we walked over to the Izod Center to try to see if we can get a better Uber at a better price, couldn't. Walked back, realized this parking lot is full. Our phones are dying. All of our friends decided to drink on a Sunday night. They can't come get us. It's 2.30. I'm not calling my, my parents to come get us. So now we're starting to panic. Oh and then God. somebody says, we ordered a train. It's on its way. So even in the pouring rain, we were just like, let's go. Let's get in line. So we get on the train. We get to Sea Caucus at about, I want to say, 3.15, Ubered from Sea Caucus back to Montclair where we were staying. So by that time, the traffic had died down. But the parking lot was still packed at Jesus. four o'clock in the morning this is three and a half hours after the final bell so you know again i thought it was a phenomenal show but not only did they severely hurt their chances of coming back because you also got to think about it this way it wasn't a new york new jersey crowd you had people all over the world that flew in for this and that's now what they think of us and how we deal with things. Yep. How and our, also, how our public chamber Also, keep in mind, I want to say it's 2026, I believe. North America has the World Cup. Where's the championship game, CJ? MetLife Stadium. Stadium. Are they going to be ready for that? Because they had a year and a half to get ready for this and they blew it. They got five years to get ready for that. Well, here's the or thing. Or seven it's, years. It's, it's different with WrestleMania because, again, of how long they run the show. Right. That's the big thing. And a lot of people are saying that, but and in WWE my mind... WWE don't care about how people get home. It, no, it, it's not WWE's fault. It's Transit's fault. I don't care. You had a year and a half to plan for this. You should have had a plan. Because they're thinking, oh, well, we can't have people work uh, too many hours because they can't go over hours, which I completely understand. I don't care. You had a year and a month to plan for this. You say I don't... Under I understand. Then you say I don't care. No, I understand that they can't work over hours, but at the same time, they had a year and a half to plan for that not having to take place while getting people home. That's... I 
I just, part I just found that funny. I just yes. found that funny. No, the way I said it didn't sound right. What I'm saying was I understand their guidelines, but at the same time, they had a year and a half to make sure that guidelines were followed and people got home properly. That sound better? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, honestly, that... So the, that was that was just my rant. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Let's talk about the pay-per-view now. Had I known this happened and if I was close by, I would have at least dropped you off back at your house I wouldn't have made you because I knew you were in a rush and you had to get ready for work at like three put it this way i don't think i, I fell asleep until like five six a.m so i, I wasn't making you do that i appreciate why don't we that. go to the pay-per-view that yes. was actually very good let's actually get to wrestlemania now. uh yeah exactly well it felt like wrestlemania in the parking lot everyone was very well behaved by the way crowd control sucked but no no fights no riots anyway so we obviously didn't see the uh the people but we were doing the matches in the yeah. parking lot on those buzzfeed videos but i, I think i walked past that tailgate <laughs> i just didn't see the matches so get, anyway getting the card um we had gotten in we missed the Cruiserweight uh, Championship match. And, the, and I think we were in the stadium for the Women's Battle Royal. We heard Carmella win, but we didn't see it. So we really didn't get to our seats until the Raw Tag Title match. Yes, that's right. That happened before the Men's Battle Royal. Right, and then the Men's Battle Royal um, closed the pre-show. I was surprised that Sarah Logan was one of the last two competitors for Carmella. Wow. Um Carmella really didn't need this, but honestly, anybody wins these battle royals, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't do anything for them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't do anything. The only time that I thought it would have done something for somebody was Cesaro when he won the first one in the men's battle royal. That did nothing. Exactly. But I thought it would have done something, and possibly Baron Corbin because he won on his first night out of also, the box. Also did nothing. Also did nothing. But those were the only two that I thought, oh, this could this could work. Big Show, it didn't matter. Uh, Mojo Riley, we knew nothing was coming out of it, and. Maybe it did something for Matt Hardy because it set up him and Bray winning the tag titles. Maybe. I, I guess. And, but and still, Na- Naomi I, I did point. nothing. No, Naomi, Naomi did, did absolutely did nothing. nothing. But anyway, it's it's just a match to get people on the Naomi's card. Naomi's win actually set up Sasha and Bailey's rivalry for the summer. That's what that did. Yeah, that's and it didn't even benefit Naomi. Yeah, didn't benefit any of the but three of them. I was so happy about Hawkins and Ryder winning. Because regardless, when I was growing up watching wrestling and they were heels, I still liked them because I liked Edge. I yeah. loved Edge growing up. It didn't matter if he was a heel or babyface. I loved Edge. And they were, good, and they had a good tag team title run back they, in 08, too. They, they had did. a lengthy run, and actually. Na- and I... Majority of the summer. I saw a guy wearing a Kurt Hawkins shirt. And we were on our way to our seats. I'm like, the streak ends tonight, brother. And he looks back the and he... The funniest part of that match was seconds before it was over, you called the finish. Yes, I called You were it. like, Kurt Hawkins is going to roll up. I think I he said, was Dash in the ring. I said, he's playing possum. He's playing possum. He's going to roll him up. Oh, he's there gonna, it is. Gonna, one, two. It's roll up. And I called it. I called. I was the like, finish. CJ, that's not gonna have it. There's a rope. One, two, two three. three. Oh my god, I did you do that. I was jumping up and down. I was like, the streak is over. The streak is over. You knew that's how it was ending. I know, but I was. We were talking about this a few, like a month ago, saying, imagine if they set that up, the revival Hawkins yep. and Ryder, and that's where Hawkins lose his losing streak ends. So we and get, he wins the tag titles. Let's get to the main card too, because we are running out of a little bit of time here. So we'll, we'll do this. Not relatively quickly, because we got to hit on stuff. All right, let's hit the, on the points of The moment. beginning of the show, I thought, was one of the most sh- surprising moments with Heyman coming out saying, we're going on first. And remember when you and I did the predictions last week, we said we can't see any of the three baby faces o- going over. But as soon as Heyman came out, you and I looked at each other and said, this is happening we now? found a way to get all three over just now. We found, a way, go- for, we found a way yep. for all of them to win. Seth just first, Kofi dead in the middle, which happened. And Becky in the main event. It worked perfectly. This was like the reverse version of Rollins winning the title, Mania 31. Yes. Because people went nuts when he won the title then, and people were going nuts in the beginning when he because won the title. Because I don't think any, I, 
again, it's not that I didn't expect it. I just thought with Roman back in the picture, it wasn't going to happen. But when they put them on first, I looked at you. I said, Seth's going over. And, of course, your girlfriend had to bug me. I told you. I was like, all right, Ashley. I was wrong. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't expect Brock Lesnar to open WrestleMania. I don't think Brock wanted to I open I think hell would have froze over before that happened. Or he's probably thinking, probably thinking to himself, like, I really don't want to wait too long. I want to get home. I don't want to go to the stupid mania after party. So if there's yeah. any way we can get this done as soon as possible, that'd be Honestly, great. Honestly, that's probably what happened. And Vince is probably like, all right, you're opening the show. Probably Which is. the crowd was into it too. Because as soon as yeah. Seth came out, we were like, all right, this is when, it. When's the last time Brock Lesnar opened a show for a match? When was the last time he did that? Probably in 2003. He hasn't done that in And I don't think he's ever run. done it in a pay-per-view. Even when he was a rookie, I don't think he's ever done that. I mean, this is back-to-back years that Rollins has... Opened, opened Mania, Mania and won a title. Yeah. Mania, like, Rollins has a lot of firsts under his belt, which is why I keep saying he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Of course. He'll, he's for sure going to be in the Hall of Fame. And he's obviously in the Hall of Fame for just the fact that he's dating Becky Lynch now, confirmed. It is confirmed. It is confirmed. Good the, for him. The man is dating the man. The champ is dating the champ champ. I love how that started with a Twitter war. <laughs> That's probably... Think about that. that for a minute. Yeah, that's probably how it started. Probably. But anyway, so Rollins winning, we get so excited, I was kind of lost half my voice at that point because I was just, my voice was gone in 20 I was just minutes. like how am I going to go over the rest of the night no I remember just trying to have a conversation with you and I was like oh my god my voice is yeah gone. I, I couldn't talk I was like it's been 20 minutes but uh, Randy Orton and AJ, AJ Styles was good too uh, felt bad for the fans that couldn't see it so that's the reason why they were cheering after Randy started getting an offense and like he's the heel why are they cheering because the be- light because the lights were on for a majority of their match and they couldn't see anything yes never was so happy to have a nosebleed seat in my life well, I mean, we could have. Ha- we had. We, we could have had, had better, better seats, seats, but we also could have had very worse seats. I think ours were pretty bad. Yeah. Because at least those, the, they only missed part of Orton and Styles. We had to look at the screen almost the entire time. That's true. But anyway, but there were also people that were sitting literally directly behind the oh, stage yeah. in the get, lower deck. We could have had those get, seats. I don't get why those. Tickets were available. Right. We could have had those seats. When you think yeah. about how bad our seats were, and they were because it was WrestleMania, it was upper deck, just think we could have had worse. That's yeah, all. We, no. Yeah, we could have. So. Worse. But uh, hitting home, going over the rest of the card, I think we just skip over to Brian and Kofi. Yeah. I uh, mean. Match the night. Absolutely. Match the night. And you and I said that was going to happen. And. Um, I was surprised, and maybe we were still into it at that point, because we're going on three hours at that point, three and a half, four hours, Mm -hmm. that we were still into it, and I think because we were waiting for that match, because everything after that, Ray and Joe was a squash match, we didn't really have time to get invested in that. Which I have to say, I loved. I agreed with it. I loved Despite the circumstances, because it was probably a last minute move because of Ray, it worked. But here's the thing, that worked out for Joe so well. Oh yeah. They had to follow Ray and Kofi. Here's the thing, anybody who had to follow Ray and Kofi, it wasn't going to happen. Right. It was not not going to happen. So the fact that one of those matches had to end early. Yes. So the fact that Mysterio had a knee injury, okay, not not a good thing, but he's but, putting Joe over but anyway. The fact that Joe went over in a minute, he beat Mysterio in a minute. Yep. That's Think about what this can do for thing. him over the summer. I beat a legend in 55 seconds in front of 80,000 people. I mean, that's great for Samoa Joe. I like after the match, I'm clapping I sit, I sit down after I got up. I looked at you, and I'm like, that is how you book Samoa Joe. I said, I agree. That's how you book Samoa Joe. I was like, Joe. it's about time they finally learned how to do it. Keep that title on him forever. Yep. Not forever, but for a long time. But just have him have Six a dominant. Six months at least. Yes, yes. I'd be, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yep. So that was great. But going back to Kofi and Brian. This, There's a side point. But yes, th- going this, back to the match of the night. This just, 
I think, was the match that I was the most invested in. Because it had the best storyline going in. Be- we said it had the best storyline going in. It wasn't planned. It wasn't in the cards. We don't know if Mustafa Ali was... It was, I mean... Sounds most, like it was. Most likely, it was going to be Mustafa Ali right. in, into that match. But Kofi going in there, you had New Day, you had Rowan trying to get involved. I mean, afterwards, you know, Bron- uh, here's one thing I found out, though. Apparently, WWE spoiled... The, spoiled the winner of the match by posting that t-shirt that was in the gift box. No. Yeah, on shop.com. Damn it. During the match or before right before the match happened and they took it down. I'm like, "Why the It's hell? like one of those things like for example, I remember it's a completely different story, but years ago when the Mets won the pennant and went to the World Series, the championship gear because they were up 3-0 on the on the Cubs going into game 4, the gear was leaked on mets.com that afternoon. And I was like, they're going to blow the series. It's over like why would they do that and thankfully they won the games but anyway but it's like that situation yeah why would you do that i mean this was the match that i was emotionally invested in the the most yeah Uh, and it was back and forth back and forth i mean not a single person was cheering for Daniel Bryan. No, and not you never one thought you'd person. see that. Because, and honestly, no. I looked at you because there was a gap between New Day and Daniel's music. I looked at you, I said, I never thought I'd see the day, but I'm about to boo Daniel Bryan out of this building. As soon as you heard that music, 80,000 strong were booing this guy out of the building. I know, and a, I booed Daniel And a Bryan. year ago, he came back from a career-ending neck injury to wrestle at WrestleMania. It's amazing. What Biggest he, pop of the night that night. It's amazing how year, great he's he, getting booed. It is amazing how great. Daniel Bryan is. And, and again, that's a, that's a sentiment anything. to his character. Mm-hmm. And just, made, just how good he, he is. He made this heel character work so well that a year after he came out of retirement from an injury that they said, you will never wrestle again, and if you try, you'll never walk again, he came out a year later and was getting booed by everyone. As the WWE And champion. a year ago, we never would have thought that we would have been like, a, a heel turn for Daniel Bryan would make no sense at this point. He'll yeah. have to go in the Hall of Fame as a face. And he made it work. He made, he it, made work. it work. This is some of the best work of his career. Absolutely. Going through the rest of the match, I mean, the moment Kofi actually won, I think may have been the greatest reaction that I may have ever experienced. I agree. In a, in a wrestling he match. He I mean, got the I just, pop. His was louder than I was, I was so, I felt so much happiness and joy and just like... I can, and I could see how happy he was and the emotion from him and Big E and, and Xavier's faces. Like, this was truly a, a great moment. For, it was a long time for, coming. For, for all three of them. And, and Did you see what if, CM Punk if, tweeted about Kofi? He said I, he deserved it 10 years ago. I thought he was on a TV show or something. I don't know if it, I saw a tweet. Okay. But what happened? But yeah, he but said he deserved some, it 10 years someone, ago. Apparently someone asked him, how do you feel about Kofi winning the title? He said, right, because he's so close friends. He's like, I, th- I think it's great. I think he should have won it a long time ago. I think it's right. uh, 10 years he's ago. Like, he's like, don't get me wrong. I'm stoked that it finally happened, but don't get me wrong. This was long overdue. Yeah. And that's just his, and that's just Punk looking out for his friend, obviously. Right. And you know what? Punk's right. Yeah. I mean, if there, if if the chant, you deserve it, belongs to anybody. It's Kofi it's, Kingston. It's the Kofi Kingston. It's a chant that gets thrown out way too much, but if anything, it, it, Kofi truly deserves it. Well, because when he hit that trouble in Paradise, I'm thinking that's the first one he hit on Daniel Bryan. He'll probably kick it was out. the only one. It was he the only hit. one. He'll kick out. We'll have a few more minutes, but event- and then before I my thought was even over, the bell rang. And I was like, so I literally shot up and I looked at you. I said, he did it. <laughs> I was like, Kofi Kingston is a world champion. 
and he had his kids and his wife. His was wife playing. was there. It was such a great moment. And, and of it course, was, like we predicted, if he was going to win, he wasn't getting the vegan belt. No, <laughs> he got the they, original they title. They threw back. that away, and they got the. But they had the side plates ready for him. I'm like, ah, you could have. Yeah, but anyway, it doesn't take away from his victory. It doesn't no, take away absolutely from, not. Doesn't and again, take away from how good the match was. And it's not was. even necessarily. And again, the victory itself was fantastic. He deserved it ten years ago. But the match was perfect. Yeah, properly executed. Chemistry was on point. They both knocked it out of the park. And you have to give credit to Daniel Bryan on that. Again, I thought one of the re- again, not that Kofi didn't carry his own weight. He did, but Daniel Bryan led that match. To a point where he's like, all right, we go this way, that way. I mean, Kofi was selling his ass off. He was selling his So was Daniel Bryan. And that's what, and that's the point I'm trying to get at. Like, they both, I thought, did a phenomenal job in this match. I just meant selling as like like a baby face. And you're getting, people were getting emotionally invested in Kofi. That's the t- right. that's what I meant by selling. Right, like even like the, the knee strike when um, Kofi kicked out. You see the look in Daniel Bryan's face like, what do I have to do to beat this man? And that's when everyone realized it's finally going to happen tonight. And we're here for it. People were going nuts. And then, I guess, moving a little long after that, and again, a huge congratulations to Kofi Kingston. Uh, after that, the crowd got a little quiet. And yeah, it was, that's it was, nobody's it fault was, other than the fact that the was, show was too it, long. I mean, it was just... To, to its credit, it was paced a lot better than the past Jumanias. No, because you know what? Four and a half hours in and we're still invested, I think that's a, I think that's a huge win. To me, the Triple H and Batista matches when things are going to drag down. And it's not that the match was bad, but it was just... You knew what was going to happen. I'm yeah. surprised Ric Flair got involved. And by involved, I mean just shut up at ringside. I'm not too surprised. I mean, could have, could not have. Yeah. Did we even didn't, hit a Batista he. bomb in that match? He did. He hit a Batista bomb. Okay, because again, I have to go watch it back. Triple H kicked out. Right. Um, but th- that match is all right. I mean, it was Dave's last match, and thank you, Batista. Yes. I mean, that was uh, getting to witness his, uh, his, last match. his last match ever when I grew up watching him. Um, he's a portion of my childhood in wrestling. It was cool to see. Um, Santa goes for Kurt Angle. I mean, he should. He deserved a much better send off. I agree. Such a better send off. Like, like I, uh, what I say last week. Give him, give him five, ten minutes. You got about ten. That's how long they went. And you know what? Kurt Angle. I mean, he's Corbin going over made sense, but like you said, should have been a, somebody better. It should have been a much like if Kurt Angle went to Vince McMahon and said. If the Undertaker agrees, I want him in my last match. Vince should have went and got the Undertaker. I don't know why you'd want to get the Undertaker though. My point is, Vince should have been like Kurt deserves better. He deserves whatever he wants. I see your it po- shouldn't be. I, Baron see, I see your point. I see your point is that Angle should have really had a Not right. Not saying it should have been right the Undertaker, but Kurt should have had a choice. But I know what you're saying. If he if he's saying like I want to face Taker as my last right, opponent. or I want to face Cena. Oh, I want to face. I want to face Randy. I want to face Styles. I want to face. Want to face Ray. Uh, I want to face Finn Balor. Cena made the most sense. But speaking of John Cena, what a segment. That was funny as hell. I never got to witness the Doctor Thugonomics live in attendance. He yeah, was I- there. It was very funny that he was wearing Yankees gear, but someone behind us like, "Yo, isn't he a Boston Red Sox fan?" I go look around like, "Dude, he's kayfabe. He's kayfabe, man. He's getting paid. He's getting paid. Don't, he's getting don't paid matter. a million dollars to go rap it alive for it five minutes." But that was so great. That was so great. I'm. I saw a meme the other day where it's like, um, "Kids, kid goes to the father, Daddy, what, what's?" <laughs> What's what's he doing? Why is he dressed up like that? It's the the doctor's father, home. Father with a tear in his eye. He's finally come home. It's the doctor. <laughs> the doctor's the home. The doctor's come home. That was great to see. Uh, yeah, because the, the promo package with Babe Ruth and the 27 Yankees, I would assume that's what that was, it really didn't make much sense. And all of a sudden, you heard basic thugonomics playing. And it took you and I a second, and we're like, 
Holy crap! <laughs> like that's John Cena. That's rap, it's the Doctor rapping the, him, his theme song down to the way I had that song on my iPod he growing had up. Such I am g- not afraid to say that I had that I song on my iPod and I jam out to it. I love that song. You know what the song. funniest part is? He had that uh, he had that um, snapback Yankee hat on. It's like, are we yep. just gonna forget that you still have a god awful haircut? <laughs> I think that's why you wore the hat. I was chanting, "Cut your hair!" <laughs> but um, uh, so but that g- was going, funny. Moving on, sorry, quick, but moving on. Uh, what was after Triple H Batista? Uh, we had there was Kurt Ang- Ang- Angle and Corbin. We touched on that. And Balor and Lashley. Balor and Lashley. It was what it was. It was. It was, it was basically props, squash. Props to Lashley. He had some pretty cool spots in there. Yeah. He had a running spear through the ropes. Yeah. This that, was really that impressive. That part really woke the crowd up at one point. Not for uh, a while, I was just like, whoa. We nice were kind of just like, is everybody awake now? Yeah. <laughs> Finn that, Balor's dead. <laughs> Balor won, which was the right the right choice. Of course. And finally, moving on to the main event of the show. Um all of them got pretty badass entrances. I mean, Charlotte coming in on the, sh- the helicopter. I Ra- mean, Rousey Becky again. got a rather normal entrance. I mean, I think that was just to show that... She didn't need it. She didn't need it. No. Honestly, she didn't. She, and she Again, it was like that WrestleMania 30 setup all over again. I think... Just with women this time. The, the match for what it was. The time they had, it was a very good match. I know that the finish I mentioned earlier in the show was questionable and it kind of put a sour taste in my mouth and it put a sour taste in my mouth and I was getting mad. I'm like, that's the cop out for Rhonda because she didn't want to really pin Becky or she oh, get pinned by Becky or tap she out. She didn't want I was really, Becky to def- definitely beat her. Yeah, and I was really pissed off by that. But I then reports are coming out and saying that you're supposed to just tap Charlotte and then Meltzer saying that no, the, that origi- was the, plan the original, the, that was the plan to finish. Uh, but the it's, problem it's was Charlotte the ref for, didn't count properly but i think the thing was is that they're built and that the that, that the botch technically the botch was supposed to happen i don't know if that's well, true the botch was on the ref because he started counting when ronda's shoulders were up he should have waited another second it would have been fine yeah but apparently and that was, was the, that it. was the finish right yes that, that, that was the plan that he, finish. That he was supposed to win with the cru- yes. crucifix pin. yes the only botch in that spot was from the referee that was it yeah i think they may want to set up becky and ronda if it was me, I'd set up Becky and Ronda for Mania next year. That's what I would do. I would SummerSlam. I don't know, but I would do Mania. I would do next year well, Mania Ronda, Ronda and Becky. Well, Ronda broke her hand in the match, so yeah. she's out for a while. You see, <laughs> I didn't notice this until today. I saw the GIF of Charlotte getting Ronda in a like a lion tamer, right. and then you see Becky roll into the ring and flipping, and flip her off. flipping yeah, Ronda I didn't off. See that again? I have to go back and watch it. I have to go back and watch a lot of it. I saw the gift. I'm like, I didn't know she did that. That was so great. I love Becky. Lynch. That's probably why there were a few random pops in the stadium because of what they were doing. Yeah. Because again, I mean, it's it's none of their faults. The fact that we were just trying to stay awake. I know. It's Ma- and, and Mania, the crowd wasn't rest- really dead for the women's match because it was the main event and it was history, but they did not get the reactions that we thought that they were going to get and no, because we were just tired. Even it, even though this, we said the show was paced a lot better than it has been in recent memory. 8 hours is still 8 hours. Bottom line. 17 hours. I know it's 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 an, it's too much. It's like way too much. Like they were lucky that at four and a half hours we were still into it. And I give I WWE know. props to that because like mm-hmm. you said they paced it so well, but again, you will hit that point in the night where you just you, number one, we were getting exhausted. Number two, you have to remember you've got kids there. They've got school in the morning. And we all and a lot of people like myself have to go to work in the morning. Yes. Getting up at 6 a.m. 
Right. I had to be up for work as well, not at 6 a.m., but like 9 or 10, and that was still you a struggle. You know what match I just realized we didn't talk about, and it was pretty good, was the was the fatal four-way tag match. Yeah. Both of them. But you know what? They, the women's one is a good segue for what we're going to talk about to end the show. Okay. Um, so we'll save that for a little bit later. But overall, for the women's main event, I thought they did great with what they had, um, and we'll see where it leads to. But to the SmackDown one. SmackDown uh, tag, tag, real quickly, we'll talk about it. I don't yes. to talk much about them. Man, Cesaro doesn't get dizzy. No. He don't get dizzy. <laughs> and and man, if he does, I, I can't, bad I, I can't imagine how Ricochet felt after that. Man, like, Ricochet was in the corner for that 10 minutes. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I honestly thought that at the end that they were going to win the tag titles. Yeah. But the Usos won. And I thought it was the right finish. And they dropped the tag titles to the Hardys, which I think the Usos will go to the Superstar Shakeup, which we'll, we'll, we'll kind of we'll kind of preview what we think is going to happen there in a little bit. Right. But moving forward, back to the moving back to the main event of the WrestleMania, the right woman won. Yes. Becky Agreed. won. She deserved to win. And that, and that was the bottom line when we left the stadium. We were like, you know what? I wasn't crazy about the finish, but the right woman won, and that's all she that won, matters. And that's all that matters. And, and honestly, I think pe- people would have been a lot more pissed if Ronda or Charlotte won. Imagine if Charlotte won in that spot. She oh rolled over Ronda and won that match. Oh, my God. MetLife Stadium wouldn't exist today. Like that, that because again, like we were confused, but we're like, wait, the match is over. Mm-hmm. Becky won, great. Becky but if won. it was like, wait, the match is over, Charlotte did not just win this match. Like the reactions would have been completely different. And then, but again, the but right o- woman o- overall, won. Rainy was a fun show. Uh, Raw and SmackDown afterwards. These were the most underwhelming Raw and SmackDown after Mania's well, ever. Well, f- before we do that, the 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 women's tag title match, and not necessarily the match, but. Everything before the match, the after the out. match. So we'll just get into that. So Sasha and Bailey drop the tag titles. To then the there, then we see on uh, on Raw, Bailey comes out by herself, no Sasha in sight. Cryptic tweets from both her and I want to say Beth Phoenix of uh, hashtag If You Only Knew. So we're kind of thinking, what's going on? Then the report comes out yesterday. Sasha tried to quit. Mania weekend. Right before the match, or Mania weekend, because apparently the report was that apparently Sasha and Bailey were supposed to go over. It was changed last minute. They were supposed to, the to have a long title reign yes. and solidify them with a long title reign with the belts. Right, because they already weren't really satisfied before the tag title belts. This was kind of like, okay, a way for them to not be satisfied, but be featured. It's kind of like a nail in the coffin. This was a nail in the coffin, yes. I mean... The report is that Sasha's been unhappy for a very long time. Yeah. And apparently she has been given time to figure out her options. Right. I think she has like two or three weeks off. As to whether or not she wants to stay or if she wants to go. Um, She literally stayed backstage. I'm done. I'm out of here. I would not be surprised if Sasha leaves. Yeah. Because they they uh, have booked her. Horribly. I mean, as far as keeping championships. Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't successfully defended the belt once. I mean... I, mean, I should say the women's belt. I mean, whenever she was a singles champion, she, she has never been able to succe- successfully defend the championship. Yep. Like you remember, the, you I, remember I, the backstage fight with her and Bailey, where she's like, "I'm a four-time Raw Women's Champion," and Bailey goes, "How long did you keep it?" She's right. Four championship reigns, zero successful title reigns. Her first, her four title reigns, probably last altogether, last about as long, maybe a month. Yeah, maybe a month in between those intervals, she those four title reigns. I, I I don't understand. I don't understand what it is. I mean, 
Sasha is incredible. She she look at her NXT run. How, look, how, where did we go wrong? We were there for Bailey and Sasha at Takeover Brooklyn. That match changed the business. That period. Was, that was incredible. When you think about how the women got to main event WrestleMania back on Sunday night, I think it started in that match. With Brooklyn one between those two, I would say so. I mean, it's that's a that's a fair and argument. And Charlotte to make. and Becky were a huge part of making that happen. But that night, when those were, two I, went out there and stole the Barkley Center, and then Triple H was like, "I have no other choice. Next next takeover, you two are going to be the main event. And you know what? You're going to wrestle for thirty minutes." And Sasha was match. done after that. Yeah, she was done after that. And but, Trible H was but, like, "I need you back for one more match." But the thing was, is that, I mean, Becky and Charlotte and Sasha and Bailey all together were having great matches. But I think you're right with Sasha and Bailey in that Brooklyn match. That was the one that made people open their eyes, and be like, "Damn, women's wrestling is cool. It's yep. it's actually a cool that thing." That was the then. night I realized I was like, "Wow, women's wrestling, that's gonna be something," because before that, it was a joke. And no disrespect to the women, past, present, future, it was a joke. Exactly. That night, it changed. Everything changed. I mean, you have to look back, and there are moments in women's wrestling that's really great, like Raw, uh, however many years ago with. Trish and Leah. No, I'm not saying all I of think it. You're but mostly, I think you're mainly talking about like the Divas era yes. and the bra and panties era. That's when it hit a real low. Yes. The mud but wrestling, like yeah. what are we doing here? HLA but, with Eric Bischoff. Right. Like, and and don't know. get me wrong, I don't think that Brooklyn one match happens without the Trish Stratuses and the leaders and all of that, but I think it was that match where we hit this consistent upward stride to finally women's Hell in a Cell main eventing a pay-per-view. Women's Iron Woman match, uh, women's TLC, Royal Rumble, Money in the uh, Bank, Elimination Chamber, Money in the Bank, Royal, finally. Did you say Royal Rumble? Yes. Okay. And then finally, WrestleMania main event last Sunday. I mean, that's the only other place that was going to lead to. Of course. The only other place. That's the only but way they can go higher. The thing is, I think after Raw, Bailey is under the, uh, the assumption of like, I'm I'm fed up too. Yes. So I don't know what the whole situation is with her. I don't know if she's been given the same thing with Sasha. But Sasha, we'll find out next week. But we've heard Sasha's been unhappy for a long time. Yeah. There have been reports for a while. Even before this, she, there have been things There have been like, reports that she was going to Ring of Honor, AEW, things of that nature. I mean... AEW would be glad to have Sasha Banks, but I don't know. Uh, I just I don't know if uh, she'd actually leave or not. But again, I can't say I blame her again, if she does. The thing with Ambrose, like if you're not happy, leave, leave, it's leave. Simple, Go be simple as that. Go be happy. Someone sometimes it's not about the money. Well, AEW thinks it's about the money. They offered him six million a year. Just saying that out there, oh, real quick. Fair enough. Hey, listen. But going through. Um, We'll have to see what happens with Sasha. So, yeah, so it, real it would, quick before be we wrap up Shakeup. So, I'll ask you real quick. So, Shakeup, obviously, only a few switch between each brand. So, I ask you who is going to be featured on Raw next week as part of the Raw brand and who is going to shift over to SmackDown and why? I'm going to say Strowman goes to SmackDown, uh, McIntyre goes to SmackDown. Um,. You'd have to say that Ricochet and Aleister Black stay together, right? Yes. I mean, they've been establishing them as a tag team for a while. And yeah, granted, I think they stay together. Granted, they were just thrown together, but they really are clicking on all cylinders. Right. I would say that Ricochet and Aleister Black go to Raw because it seems like they're doing a pro. They're going to continue a program with Rude and Gable, which Rude and Gable are now heels. Yeah, you uh, were partly right on that. I thought Rude was going to turn on Gable and turn heel and do a solo run, but there's still time for that. Right. Uh, I would say Alistair Black and Ricochet go to Raw. Um, 
it's interesting what they're going to do with Becky because I think Becky's technically on both shows now. Well, I heard a recent interview saying she doesn't want the titles to be disputed, so it doesn't sound like they're going to be. She'll be on both shows, but she it sounds like she will start defending them separately. Yeah, but the thing is she had two segments with, with Lacey Evans. One where she got one over on her on Raw right. and SmackDown where she got Lacey got one Who's over on Who's to her. say the next pay-per-view it's not for one title and the next pay-per-view it's not for the other? Who knows? Again, I don't know where this is going to lead, but as of right now, the titles aren't well, disputed well, yet. Well, regardless, Lacey Evans seems to be Becky's first opponent. Yeah, great. Um, I would say Lars Sullivan goes to Raw too, just because you know it's Raw, big, sweaty, meaty. And plus, if they want to move Strowman over to SmackDown, it, it makes, makes sense. sense. Excuse me. Um, uh, Usos go to Raw because after they drop the tag titles to the Hardys. There's no reason for them to stay on SmackDown. Nah, no reason. They've done everything they can. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, say the Revival will go to SmackDown. Okay. Um, because, you start a rivalry with the Hardys? Um, yeah. I also, I mean, I was saying a while ago I would love for the Usos to go to Raw and start a program with, with the Revival, but I don't know if the Revival are going to get back in the tag title picture. So I would like to see them go to SmackDown. Okay. Um, we There's still time. I mean, the I mean, eventually the Usos could win the Raw tag titles, and then the Revival can win the SmackDown tag titles, and then Survivor Series you have the Usos and the and the Revival uh, for uh, this year's Survivor Series, which I believe is is in Chicago. Yes. Um, I am not really sure about anybody else. I would say maybe Sami Zayn goes to SmackDown. I would love for him to do something with Kevin Owens again. Yeah, because now with face versus heel, now you could do the rivalry again with, with a twist. Do it the other way this time. Um, what, what do you got? What do you think? So I agree with the majority of what you said. I said McIntyre, Strowman on SmackDown. Um, I'm going to say Usos go to Raw, rival, uh, Revival on SmackDown. Uh, I'm going to say Ricochet, Alistair Black go to SmackDown over Raw. Okay. Uh, just for an interesting twist there. Um, just I think they'd just be better fit on SmackDown. Lars Sullivan to Raw. Uh, here's a big twist. Finn Balor to SmackDown, Samoa Joe to Raw, and then we get the reunion of the club. Because now you'll have Carl Anderson on SmackDown, you'll have AJ on SmackDown, you have Finn Balor on SmackDown. Do you see some kind of story happening between yes. AJ and Finn? Yes. What do you think? I can see at points there being friction. I can see at some point... A possible either full heel turn for all four or four of them just staying as faces and just completely dominating SmackDown because I've heard rumors about the, the club being, you know, reborn, all this stuff. Uh, AJ hinted to something on SmackDown or on Twitter where they were like, well, Finn got his ass kicked on Raw for a year. Where were you? He goes, I was on SmackDown. Keep watching. So I, I, think, I, thanks I, for think, watching. I think that with the way things are going with Gals and Anderson, how they're almost never featured on SmackDown. At all. Plus, they were taking off live events. Yeah. For their contract dispute, because they're still negotiating their contract. If they're going to negotiate or if they're going to leave or whatever. I can believe Finn going over to uh, SmackDown. I, I can see the, sh I mean, at the Saudi show, if that's the next pay-per-view coming up, they can do SmackDown versus Raw matches. I mean, they had the bar go to SmackDown and face Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt for the tag titles. Right. And you knew Cesaro and Sheamus weren't going to win the Raw tag team titles when they're on SmackDown. Exactly. So I could see Strowman going to SmackDown. But, the, but then again, if Finn goes to SmackDown and if Braun Strowman starts a program with Samoa Joe, wouldn't Samoa Joe need to go to Raw? I mean, I think Balor would be better if, on SmackDown anyway, but as the champion, you have to switch both. 
So maybe maybe it was just something where he just came out and attacked Joe. Again, I thought, like you said, the two shows were so overwhelming, but it does make you ask a lot of questions for next week. I don't know. Strowman could stay on Raw, or he could go to SmackDown. I don't know. We're going to have to find out next week. But I do think that the champions are going to switch. They did that last year, too. They did two years ago. Well, well, they had... Last year, they had Mahal come in. He faced Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy beat him for the U.S. title. But then title. the champs and then, quickly and then, went back. And then Jeff, Jeff, and went, then back Jeff to went to SmackDown. Right. So, really, they had the U.S. title on Raw for 24 hours. Yeah. Give or take. And then SmackDown got the title back. Right. So, but anyway, but we got to wrap up. So that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. It's a long one. <laughs> now I decide to cough. This is a long one. Yeah, it was. But you know what? We had a lot to pack in there. I thought we did very well with it. We'll be back next week. Hopefully we'll dis- we, uh, you guys sat through our rambling, as yes. you always do. We will discuss the Superstar Shake-Up next week. We'll try to do a podcast after it's over. Uh, we'll discuss what we thought. We'll discuss the moves, all that stuff. We'll get into more AEW, Ring of Honor. As we move forward, all the upcoming pay-per-views coming up. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Like us on Facebook, the Nine of the Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Google Play, Anchor.fm, Spotify, and all other pod, almost all other podcast formats where you can find us. Yes. You can follow us on our personal Instagrams and Twitters, CJ underscore 1213, CJ underscore uh, 1214. First is Instagram. Second is uh, Twitter. SM McChesney for both Instagram and Twitter. For myself, Sean McChesney. And CJ Palmasano. We'll see you next time. Who?